Welcome to Soaring the Sky, Glider Pilots Podcast. My name is Chuck. I'm your host. Today we bring you a special episode recorded live on location at AirVenture Oshkosh 2019 during the 50th anniversary celebration. We join 14-year-old Riley Spadell along with her father under the wing of her aircraft. Riley has just completed a flight across the United States from California to Maine. Soaring gave her the unique opportunity to do a flight like this, two years before most young aviators would otherwise be able to. Riley, welcome to Soaring the Sky. How are you today? Good. We're here at Air Venture. Glad I was able to speak to you. Where did this big adventure begin? How did it start? Well, so my uh, family is really into general aviation, so my dad's a pilot, my grandpa's a pilot, my grandma's a pilot, my aunt are all pilots, so we've always been uh, doing like eight, like things general aviation and then when I was 11 I learned that you could solo a glider two years younger than you could solo a plane so I uh, so for my 12th birthday I wanted glider lessons so then once we started that and we did a couple flights dad went ahead and got his uh, his entire license and up to his G, uh, CFIG and then uh, yeah, so then he could start teaching me. So then wow. after that, we started looking into different types of motor gliders that we wanted to get. And we found like this touring class of motor gliders. So then we started thinking that I could solo that since it's still a motor glider or still a glider. And then even though I had an engine, it's still classified on their glider. And we're like, wait, couldn't we do like some cross country together? And I'd be in one plane, dad could follow another. And then like, could I fly across the country solo? And, back to Maine where we used to live. So that's kind of how this idea kind of came up. So that's how the Maine in California. Yeah. So we that's where the idea came from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you connected where you were and then where you are now. That's exactly. Wild. So how did it begin? Like, obviously you had to look at the weather conditions going across and what was what was it like the first leg and how did it go? Uh, it was good. So um, we, it was like, uh, so probably the most like the first leg wasn't it's just like doing like kind of a normal cross country but instead of coming back home we just kept going so of course like we had been planning for like 18 months so it's kind of well we were finally doing it after we were planning it and then i had my solo the week before oh wow nice yeah yep. so she soloed on her 14th birthday and then uh we left on the trip seven days later wow so uh, we kind of had the route uh mapped out a couple months prior and uh, during her spring break in April, Riley and I flew the first four days of her trip, and that was the days through the most uh, mountainous terrain. Okay. Yeah. And um, just to get her lots of practice on that, and um, and that was probably the um, uh, the days that she really needed to nail, you know, because there's a lot going on flying through the mountainous areas. Um, and then as far as the day-to-day pre-flight planning, since she's a student, as her CFIG, I had to sign her off every day just as a cross-country. So we would do the normal FA-required um, uh, checks and steps. So we'd check the uh, look at the departure airport, arrival airport. We'd have several contingency airports along the way, weather, notams, and all of that. Right, exactly. And so probably about an hour and a half of uh, pre-flight planning uh, would go into to each leg and um, so she had plenty of options in case she started getting tired or weather was not as forecast, which did happen a couple of times. So we're glad we put that, uh, we had that plan in place. Yeah. 
So how long was the day of flying? I'm sure some days maybe were shorter than others, but how yeah. did that work out? So the first day we added a stop than we originally planned because we had been having really bad coastal fog in our area. Okay. So normally like it burns off pretty quick, so it was, but um, it just hadn't been lately. So actually I had to do my solo in an airport like slightly inland than where we're based. So we decided that we'd add a stop that was about an hour. So I left noon right after school on Friday, and so the day earlier than we were also planning on leaving to um, keep like the like where where we were gonna be kind of the same a little bit. Um, and then we yeah, so we left there. We did the hour flight, and then the rest of the flight for about three hours. Wow. And we just flew one flight a day right in the morning. Okay, about 300, 350 nautical miles a day. Okay, yeah, that was yeah, that was my next question. How far? Yeah. yeah Except the last day, um, we checked the weather, and we had 45 knot tailwinds. Oh. So we went, how far did we go? It was like 690 nautical miles the last day. Yeah. Wow, nice. And then weather was going to start moving into Maine, so we didn't want to have to worry about that, too. So, And then we ended up only flying about five hours that day as a fuel stop, so it wasn't bad. Yeah, still pretty, pretty easy day, and we had lots of time um, available to do this trip, so... We didn't have to worry about being pressured by weather or other time constraints. But amazingly, it only took nine days. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we so. just made sure not to schedule anything like super rigid. And we had tons of plans. And like we, I did talk at two explorer groups along the way because the kind of the goal was to promote aviation. Yes, yeah, right. Just doing a flight. So, so then we like told them like we might be a day late, we might be a day early, we might be a couple days late. So just like be loose on it, and they understood kind of our situation. So we actually had to end up moving one of the um, our my first talk uh, uh, a day earlier because we had, were in a like a good high pressure bubble along the entire uh, right. country. So we wanted to stay in it because yeah. like day behind us was pretty stormy, the day in front of us pretty stormy. Oh, yeah. so we wanted to stay right in that perfect little bubble. Wow. Considering the weather that we've had this summer across the country, I mean, it was amazing how good the weather was for this trip. Yeah. We just were in this great high-pressure system, and, and we had built in a couple rest days, but Riley was doing great, and so we just kept trucking along. And nice. um, it, it was it was really good. Everywhere we stopped, people would tell us how bad the weather had been the previous two weeks. And, right. And so, yeah, it was, wow. it, was really, it was really good. Right in that window. Exactly. Can you tell me a little bit about the aircraft that we're actually setting under the wing here today? Tell me a little bit about the aircraft and, and the specs. Yeah, so it's the uh, Pipistole Sinus, um, and it so it's a classified as a self-launch glider, and it has a 50-foot wingspan or 15 meters. Okay. And then its glide ratio is about 27 to 1 for the nose wheel configuration, nice. which is what we have, and then yeah. they have a tail wheel that's 30 to 1. So it's it's above average. So it, it's that was pretty good for being this class of motor glider. Because a touring motor glider, which means that it has about seven and a half hours of fuel. So unlike other like like tow plane replacement motor gliders, yeah. you can fly it like a normal plane, or you can fly it as a glider. So, along the trip, did you do both? Or how did that work out? Primarily, just because of the distances we had to cover, she left the engine running. Right. Okay. Um, best glide is 51, and and um, but it'll cruise about 110. Okay. So nice. just because we had to, you know. Um, make a lot of progress yeah correct we have done some soaring in it that's what she wants to do next is do a lot more soaring in it um, 
but uh, just basically that's the benefit of a touring type motor glider yeah, is exactly. that you can go to point A to point B relatively quick and get to some good soaring conditions and, and play around there for a while. So we're planning to do that. We're flying home together. Nice. We're planning to do a lot more of that through the Rockies and, and uh, Colorado, Utah. So. Now, what were you following her in? I was following her in a Beechcraft Baron, a 1968 okay. Baron. Oh, very nice. So I had about a 40 knot overtake on her. Okay. At 110 knots. Uh-huh. And um, I would, sir, I basically did a racetrack pattern behind her. Every oh, okay, eight to right. 10 minutes, I would kind of just circle back. Okay. We also had a family friend. He flew the lead airplane. It was a Piper Tomahawk. Okay. And he would leave about 30 minutes prior, and we just kind of chatted on the air-to-air frequency. He could report. Uh, I had to make sure the weather was as forecast. Turbulence. She's also on the ground too when she landed. Um, so it was really fun having all three and yeah. chatting with my 14 year old daughter while she was in the air in her own little ship and seeing her go by. What a very unique, awesome experience. Yes. Yeah, it was really fun. And I know the aviation community, as we know, are very welcoming. Um, it's a big family. How was it going across the country? I mean, when you landed and you spoke to different people? Well, like, Everyone like super excited and they're like kind of like wait <laughs> like kind of did like a second like kind of like just like wait and like took a double take about it because it's they like most like we like hardly anyone we met were like lighter people so like you can't fill a 14 because like, right. <laughs> I'm just saying kind of it's like the body of a airplane but with uh, the long wings yeah exactly so it's kind of like a weird looking airplane is that people that aren't accustomed to glider kind of thing. So like, how can you throw that for Yeah, she got it. She got a lot of questions at FBOs and everything when she'd get out yeah. and yeah. they'd be marshalling her in and they'd look twice. And, <laughs> and uh, but you know, everyone has been really uh, supportive and, and excited about it. And, and here at uh, Oshkosh this week, we've had a lot of young kids, kids Riley's age come by and they're really stoked to see that some, one of their peers can do this. and. And um, I think I think it'll really help get some kids, give them that push to get started and find their local, you know, uh, soaring clubs. And, and there's SSA has a ton of great scholarships out for kids. Yeah. And so there's there's good cost-effective ways to get into aviation at, at a young age. And so much more fun than video games. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not like, the virtual world; it's the real world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's great to see young people like you and other young people getting excited again about a- aviation. Yeah, it's it really just, is. It is exciting. I mean, Oshkosh is well, Oshkosh is is the deal, and there's so much going on here. But it just shows you how many things are going on in aviation. Yeah. It's just it's amazing. It is. So it is. I will ask you. If you had a tough day out of all those days that you flew across, what was maybe one of the toughest days, and can you tell me why it was tough? So, um, about the, we are leaving on our fourth day, right? Yeah. Of the trip, and it had been going like really smoothly. We had any turbulence and stuff, but um, then we saw there was really high wind at our, at our destination. So we're like, hey, we'll just wait them out. Like, because if we forecast, they go down. So, but of course, with that, the thermal started coming and then like all the turbulence. So it was super bumpy because this thing, it's wing loading very light, especially with just me in there. So it's, it's a, it's, and then you have to slow way down for turbulence. So it's really hard to fly in turbulence much. It's very tiring. So yeah, so we flew about two hours in, yeah. in turbulence and I'm like, 
then I was kind of just thinking, I, yeah, I can't do see this for the next two hours of our flight because we had to be going so slow. And so then we landed at one of our alternates that we had planned, kind of waited it out, and then let the winds die down even more. And then, and all the turb most of the turbulence went away. So then, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was between Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Liberal, Kansas. So we stopped in the Dalhart, Texas. Okay. Had a great little cafe there. Um, and uh, Riley had to do a go around because there's a 180 degree wind, wind shift on base to final. Wow. And so she jumped back in the pattern and did a great job. And I mean, it was like that, that day and in particular, I mean, I was just really impressed and how cool and calm and all this training paid off. I mean, she, since January, she's put 150 hours in this machine alone. Wow. That's a lot of flying. Yep. And in Maine, she did a lot of extra solo just for fun. Yeah. I guess she wasn't tired of flying. <laughs> and uh, she broke over 500 landings in Maine. So. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. It's been fun. Like, we had an excuse to fly four or five times a week. So right. he picked me up after school and we could just go fly for an hour, hour and a half. So yeah, it was fun being able to spend so much time with them. Wow. Yeah, what, what an amazing journey for sure. Yeah. yeah. If I could ask you, you know, I usually ask my guests, uh, I know you've been doing this for a little while and you're young, but you've done a lot of a lot of flying and a lot of takeoffs and landings. What would you tell somebody that was maybe just starting out in flying? How could they be a better pilot, but also a safer pilot? What would you tell them? Well, I think like, as soon as you start feeling like uncomfortable with the situation, like kind of find a, like what's, like just kind of figure out what's making you uncomfortable about it. What, like what is the thing that you can do to change that? Like if you're landing and the plane's not feeling right, like, or like, or like the glider's not feeling right, right then just kind of what's making it not feel like. Are you accidentally landing downwind? Are you, do you have, it's like the flap setting off or you have the air brakes are doing something funky. So kind of find with that and then try to help, like be observant of what your plane's doing basically. Good advice for sure. Yeah. Well, I thank you for joining us today. Um, it's, it's very exciting to be here and it's exciting to meet you. And I got to be honest, I just heard about your story here last week. Oh. And I was like, wow, I didn't know this was going on. You know? Yeah, we tried to keep it pretty under wraps just in case, you know, she wanted to bail out. Right. Either at yeah. the start of the trip or during the trip. Right. Or, yeah. You know, so no pressure, just a fun, yeah. cool trip. And I just kept it low key. And then yeah. um, now that we're here, try to, you know, get some. Uh, promotion to get some other youth involved so so after being here a while I know you've been here under the wing but have you gotten out much to walk around and check things out yeah we usually just try spend like two three hours here at the glider which is parked outside the SSA booth and then um, yeah then we've been walking around seeing all the cool things looking at all the vendors so yeah what's fun. what's your favorite part about Oshkosh uh, I think my favorite part is the stole competition Nice. Yeah, I like yeah. that one too. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. She got to fly in a Super Stole XL yesterday morning. So yeah, she did fun. a demo with that. Oh, nice. There. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yep. There's yeah. a, a gal that works for Just Aircraft. Um, came up and met her. And so it's been fun. It's yes, really the, cool. Been fun thing. meeting a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. It's 
the cool thing about Oshkosh. You never know who you're going to meet. No, I know. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I greatly yeah, appreciate your time. Um, I am, I am uh, amazed at your journey, and wow, what what an inspiration to me and everybody else. So keep up the good work. Keep flying. Keep having fun. All right. Yeah. Thank you for joining us here today on Soaring the Sky. Always great to have another great guest. And thank you to the SSA for hosting us at Air Venture 2019, the 50th anniversary. What an awesome experience. And it was nice to meet some of you. We hope to be there again next year. If you want to keep track of what we're doing, check out Instagram as well as Facebook for a little sneak peek on your upcoming guest. Instagram and Facebook, it is Soaring the Sky podcast soaring the sky podcast that's on both facebook and instagram you can check us out there you can also check us out at soaringthesky.com where you can check out our past guest also the ssa they do have a great place you can go to find out everything you need to find out about soaring catch a glider ride your first glider flight ssa.org you can find that there If you're a pilot and you'd like to share your story right here on Soaring the Sky, you can do that by contacting me at chuck at soaringthesky.com. Maybe you're a listener and you just want to say hi. Feel free to do that same place, chuck at soaringthesky.com. Until next time, we will see you back here for another great guest on Soaring the Sky.